It's Divas That Care Radio. Stories, strategies, and ideas to inspire positive change. Welcome to Divas That Care, a network of women committed to making our world a better place for everyone. This is a global movement for women, by women, engaged in a collaborative effort to create a better world for future generations. To find out more about the movement, visit divasthatcare.com after the show. Right now, though, stay tuned for another jolt of inspiration. Hello to all. Welcome to Divas That Care Network. I am Joyce Benning, and I will be your host for this absolutely invigorating, robust lifestyle show. I would first like to thank each one of our listeners that have tuned in live today and the ones that will be listening to the recording on the podcast. I am so very grateful and thankful for each and every one of you. And you are all in for an incredible show today, as I have with me a brand new amazing diva, Dawn Phoenix. And her and I are going to chat about breaking barriers. And we're going to kind of concentrate on speaking the language of nature to create a more sustainable future. Oh, wow. Is this going to be exciting? So, Dawn, could you please introduce yourself to our listeners today? Sure. First of all, Joyce, hi, and thank you so much for having me. Hi, everybody. My name is Dawn Phoenix, and I wear many hats, but today we're going to be focusing on intuitive interspecies communication. And what that is, is communicating with basically anybody who's a non-human or any being who's a non-human, and that can include animals. And that's most commonly what we know it as. And it has broadened its definition now as we come more into our gifts and talents. And we can now understand that we can speak to the trees, the plants, the insects, the earth. So all of the beings around us, the water, the skies, the soil. So that's kind of a, in a nutshell what intuitive interspecies communication is. Oh, I love it. I absolutely love it because how beautiful that is. I mean, just so many thoughts came to my mind when you were saying that because, I mean, I have I have told the trees I thank them so much for the shade they provide in the summer and the windbreaks in the winter. And I know I've heard them say, well, thank you. We appreciate you acknowledging that. And so, yeah, to me, there are so many ways to communicate. And even with... The sky, I can feel it when, when in the clouds, when you can see formations in them and just, you know, they're out there. They appreciate when you do communicate and acknowledge that they're all part of this full circle web that we have created here on earth. I just, I love that. So I love that intuitive interspecies communication. So as we start to chat about this, how, how do you go about helping people to understand, to speak the language of nature to create a more sustainable future? Sure. So actually, uh, one of the things I do is I teach. So I have mm-hmm. an introductory course, and it's just wrapping up tomorrow is the last day of it, but I do run it again <laughs> a few times a year. So I think I'm going to be doing it in the spring uh, of 2024, and I'll always have information on my website and the homepage to sign up for the wait list or when the course is you know, open. You can sign up for that. And it's live. Uh, so what I do is in that course, it's live on, not, not in person, but it's live online. And so it's not recorded. Mm-hmm. 
and you actually get access to me, and I'm there teaching you on Zoom. And so what I focus on is, since it's an introductory course, we focus on first quieting our minds and becoming grounded and centered because we cannot be open and clear vessels for information to come to us or to go through us, from us, to whoever we're trying to communicate with until we are grounded and centered and clear. And then we can be that open channel. So we first work on that. And then throughout the rest of the course, it's six weeks, I teach people who have animal friends in their lives, whether it's animals in their homes or animals they have sheltered in barns, you know, horses, things like that, animals, friends in their lives, and we go through how to communicate with them in terms of how to find out about their health and well-being, how to communicate with them should they get lost or separated from you, because that's a biggie for people, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. and, and they don't often have a way to find out anything about where their animal is or how to bring them home. And so we actually create what I call a reunion plan, just like you would with your kids, they tell you if you have, you know, kids, tell them where they're going to meet you if there's a fire in the house and they get out without you. Well, you do the same thing with your, your animal companions. If they live in the same home as you, you have a spot for them to go to. And so we, we do that so that there's less likelihood that there will be a permanent separation. We talk about things like that. We talk about behavior and anxiety issues and how to address those with compassion and diplomacy so that everybody's side is heard. And it's not one person controlling, you know, their animal friend. It's, okay, we both need to understand what everybody needs in this situation. And so we go through that, and we also learn how to understand an animal's history and where they've come from. Even if they were a baby when you got them, there's still history before that. And we actually, in some of my sessions, we've gone into past lives. And the animal brought that past life to me as information. I didn't ask for it. So that was opening, eye-opening to me. So, um, <laughs> yeah. So that's, that's one way is I teach people how to do what I do, you know, themselves on that, you know, introductory level. And then also I offer sessions where if people are having, say, a behavior issue or there's a medical issue or an animal is at the end of their life, and people, and this is actually the big, the big part of what I do. For some reason, um, the energy around me is that of uh, what is called like a death doula. And that concept is as a doula, they birth, help birth babies into the world and death doulas and hospice nurses are often, you know, associated with being a death doula. We help people to leave this world and just animals and beings. And for me, I've never done it for their for a human, but for animals, mm-hmm. it is something that uh, I have done and help people to understand, given my own personal journey with my own dog, before I was an animal communicator, I had a lot of grief and a lot of guilt around her euthanasia, feeling that we had waited too long. Her name is Sweetie. And so when I became an animal communicator, I learned I can connect with her after she crossed the Rainbow Bridge. This was years later, and I begged her forgiveness. And she said to me, there is nothing to forgive. You were doing the best you could at the time. And it, all of that guilt that I'd carried for five years just 
completely dissipated. And so I really want to give that gift to people, and that's why I became an animal communicator. So one of the things I do is help people to understand their animals' needs and wishes and to see if really they are at the end of their lives. And then once they can have that information, that helps them to make a more informed, compassionate decision. And then after their animal has transitioned, I can contact them also, the same as they would I would if they were here, and let them know this is what your animal has to say. They're okay. They're doing great. And so that helps also ease that heartbreak. Oh, oh girl, how beautiful. Oh, cool. I, yeah. I, so much of it touched me. I mean, I'm, a, I'm loving what your course all teaches in the intro. I'm going to be watching because, oh, my goodness, this all sounds incredible for to help people, especially when you quiet your minds and become grounded, you can become centered and clear because how true that is. When we're so wrapped up in the 3D world, we can't hear what what we need to be hearing from our heart is what I always say, what the angels are trying to tell us. And, oh, that is just beautiful. And it just to share one one quick note how you talked about the end of life because mm-hmm. I, I just had two of my dogs cross the Rainbow Bridge here this past June. Aww. And the one, she was... 17 years old, and she had asked me to please give her the opportunity to learn trust before she left because she said in all her past lives she had never learned trust, and she didn't trust. I mean, Mm -hmm. she was the kind of dog I'd had her for 17 years, and she didn't want you, she didn't trust you to pick her up, she didn't trust you to do anything. And through all of this, before she transitioned, she learned that trust. And it, it was so beautiful. It was on Mother's Day weekend when she asked me if I could please just hang in there with her to help her learn trust. And, oh, it, it's a beautiful experience when you connect with them like that. So I just wanted to share that all of us can do it. I'm. It's It's inside of us if we just become grounded and centered and clear. And they talk to us so clearly. So... I wanted to quickly share that experience. (laughs) Thank you. I feel so blessed that you shared that with me. And I feel so blessed to know you because you are such a bright light and you are on. Like, you get it. You heard her and you were able to help her. And that was for a reason. She knew that you could help her. You know, in all of her other lifetimes, she couldn't be helped. There weren't the right circumstances or the right people. And so you were the right one for her in this lifetime. And that is so beautiful, so beautiful. And you're right. We aren't learning this. Like I say, I teach, you know, how to do these things in my course. I teach these techniques, but it's exactly, and this is something else I teach. Um, This is our birthright. We can do this, every single one of us. Mm -hmm. It's not Mm -hmm. relegated to a, a few lucky ones. So I just wanted to reiterate that you are so right there. <laughs> and you're you're practicing it. You're living it. I love that. Oh, yay. Well, thank you. Thank you so yeah. much because it is it was it was a beautiful experience. I mean, her and I we were always very close and it was yeah. just it was just a beautiful experience to share with her and uh 
So I just, I felt that, like you said, everyone can do it. It's our birthright, and that's so true. So I love how you're able to help others to experience that, to know that they can do that. That's what's so beautiful. Oh, Mm -hmm. that, it is just, it is all so beautiful when you just, let yourself go and live from the heart with it. And uh, the animals have so much to tell us. It's, they are such good teachers in life. <laughs> yes, yes, and healers, teachers and healers. Yes. yes, yes, they do. They really, they truly are. And when they cross, I mean, how how do you help people do how do you help people to realize that they can still communicate once they have crossed because that's a beautiful experience too to be able to communicate once they have crossed over the rainbow bridge what are some of the ways you help people to be able to do that once they have crossed well um that's not something that i teach yet um or i should say you know help us remember we can do that's going to be in a more advanced course because we have to get the basics down. But for my clients, mm-hmm. what I do is when they contact me and, you know, inform me that they, they think either they know or they believe that their, their animal companion is at the end of their lives or even that they have crossed, then I'll just mm-hmm. let them know, okay, this is not, you know, say the animal companion hasn't crossed yet. I'll say, okay, so here's what I can do to help you. You know, I will talk with them, see if they have anything they'd like you to know. I will let them know, you know, anything you, any questions you have, any concerns, you know, about their wishes, what you need to know from them. And often, most often, it's, is this really their time? So, because we need to be certain of that, you know, our hearts need that. And so, I'll have that back and forth communication, and this is live, so we do it on Zoom and it's in the moment. And so prior to a transition, the way I help is to let people have that on the go-between and let them have that conversation between their animal friend and them, and they understand each other and both of their wishes and how they feel and anything that needs to be said can be said so that nothing, you know, is left unsaid. And then once their animal has transitioned, they'll often come back and my, my clients will come back and say, okay, it's been a few days and I'm really missing them. I want to know if they're okay, you know, because we don't know. Yeah. We don't know what we don't know. We don't know about the unknown mm-hmm. and we don't know about the other side unless they're, you know, with, we've had our own experience with it. So I personally have. And so I can, with great confidence, tell people, okay, I can do this. We communicate again with their animal on the other side, and it's just the same as if they're here. Mm-hmm. The process mm-hmm. is the same, and I mean, it's even better, honestly, <laughs> because they're whole, healed, yes. and healthy, you know, and it's just wonderful because their people always want to know, are you okay, and what is it like over there, you know, and and I will say, okay, here's what they're experiencing, and then I can even, if the animal shares with me, they'll say, okay, here's what my mission is next, here's what I'm working on up here, or here's what I'm going to reincarnate and be doing. And this is beautiful. This is one of my favorite parts of the work I do. We can ask our animal friends to return to us. 
They have free will, and they don't necessarily have to. My dog, Sweetie, when I asked her, she said, absolutely not. And it wasn't for anything that I did wrong. It was because she had such a hard life. She was sick her whole life um, that she doesn't want to incarnate into the physical again. But my current animal companion, Manitou, she has promised, yes, I will come back to you at a time when it is appropriate. So that's something that we can do is request that of them either prior to their passing or at any point in their lives or after they have passed. And so they'll say either, yes, I'd love to, let me see, or you know, let me see what I'm doing when I'm done with my, my mission over here or, you know, mm-hmm. whatever I need to be doing, or it is my next stop to come back to you because we're not done with yeah. our lessons together and our healing. Mm-hmm. So it's a beautiful thing to be able to make that request, at least just to ask. And it's even more beautiful oh. when they say yes. <laughs> but you have to be very specific because if you're not, my, my instructor for animal communication was not specific. And so her, her dog came back to her as a cat. So, oh. and her husband was not fond of cats. And so they almost didn't have a reunion. So <laughs> you have to be very specific. <laughs> Oh, oh, that is that is just that is just incredible too. And yes, I, it is beautiful, like you said. Either way, whether they come back or not, because my little red healer has always told me he can help more on the other side, and mm-hmm. that is so beautiful. And he and he does. I mean, I feel it every day because he actually wasn't gone more than five minutes, and he said, "I can breathe, I can run, I love you, mommy." And don't cry. And it oh. it was just beautiful. It was so beautiful. Not, and how can you not cry was, after hearing that? That makes me want to cry. It's so beautiful. I know. I, I I shed so many tears. I always said if tears could have brought him back, he'd have been back immediately. But right. <laughs> oh. So, but it's just. And he left. He crossed a little over a year ago in June, June of 2022. And then my other two were in June of this year. And my Missy, the one that asked to learn the trust, she definitely said, I'm coming back. And I feel she has come back through the little puppy I have now. So it's... (laughs) Thank you. But it's just, I just want people to know that it, it it can happen to all of us. It is it is such a beautiful deal, and mine are just two examples of one that he can help more on the other side, and the other one wanted to come back in bodily form yet to be with me. To she said, I'll come back onrier than ever, and my puppy is. <laughs> <laughs> I so love it. <laughs> it is it is just a beautiful experience when you just open up yourself to it is what mm-hmm. I want to share with our listeners of how, how beautiful it is. And I, I just love it. It's just some examples I, I personally can share to help listeners realize that all of us have the capability of doing it. So, and you're Thanks. just, I love how you help people to realize that that's what's so beautiful in you, Dawn. One of the many beautiful things. Oh, thank you, guys. Thank you. Oh, you are so very welcome. Well, how how would you like? Would you like to talk? Shall we stay on the animals, or would you like to go more into a little bit about 
speaking the language of nature in other forms also. You just kind of, what le- what is leading you from the heart to continue to share with our listeners, Dawn? So, yeah, I would love to expand because that's, that's what we need to do, right? You know, as, as souls yes. here on the planet, as our spiritual beings having that human experience. And so um, what I do, the intuitive interspecies communication, what it's more commonly known as is animal communication. And I was part in a symposium. Um, gosh, I think it was April already. It, it was, yes, I was teaching my course last year. And so it was April. And it was uh, a symposium that was online. And it was hosted by the University of Saskatchewan. And they invited animal communicators and also researchers. And it was the theme for that year's symposium was to be having science and animal communication come together. And it wasn't about, you know, proving or disproving that something does or doesn't exist, but it was about having common ground where there's research that is being done and has been done uh, to where researchers have their own experiences when communicating with different beings, not just animals. And so that was presented with, you know, papers that were published in peer-reviewed journals, things like that, and then there were animal communicators there and some very well-known animal communicators. Dr. Kara Gubbins is one, and um, they, they, uh, they, had, they brought us all together, and the beautiful thing was there were, it was a Native American um, tribe. Actually, there were two tribes, and they were, they were the hosts you know, working through the university. Mm-hmm. And so there was definitely a, a beautiful Native, uh, Native American flavor to it. And so I learned so much. And what they call the beings who are non-human, they call them the no voice because they don't speak, you know, human language. So what, we, what they strive to do, and uh, this is what I'm hoping to mirror out in the world, is what these Native American groups are doing is they will meet with uh, lawmakers and the people who are the decision makers when there's something going to be happening, say, with land management, something, a building is going to be built, something is going to be happening that is changing the environment, you know, around that area. And so the Native mm-hmm. Americans will meet with them and it's completely, it's completely voluntary. Nobody is forced to do anything, but it's a, we agree that if we want to be making this change in this area, we agree to meet with you and the Native Americans will discuss with them, you know, land management, resource management, how the smallest impact can be made on the natural environment to have these things happen. Uh, you know, say a building going up. And when they all meet together, the Native Americans will leave a space at the table, a seat, an empty seat with a picture or pictures of trees or animals and or whoever happens to be in the picture, and that is the seat for the no voice. And so what they've been doing up to this point has been having that area empty as just a place of honor. And what you came to discover during the symposium was that those of us who were 
and they call it interspecies communication because it's mm-hmm. now beyond animals. And so that's where I, you know, mm-hmm. first learned the term that I'm using to try to get out into the world. They're bringing interspecies communicators in to be the voice for the no voice. Right. So now mm-hmm. instead of just being honored, the no voice is going to have a voice. So the stakeholders, you know, who are the ones putting up these buildings or making these changes will actually be able to hear from the no voice who would be affected. Oh, oh that is beautiful. Oh, that would have been that would have been a very good symposium to be involved in because wow, the experiences like that and giving giving the land and the nature the voice that they so deserve on what's happening here. Oh, that is that is incredible how they are doing that. Wow. That that would have been very very much intuitive and listening to what is being said by everything that makes I always call it a full circle web that we're all involved in on this earth and this universe and just listening to everybody's thoughts and ideas rather than just the human side of it. So, oh, that's beautiful. I love that, Dawn. <laughs> well, Dawn, we are, I knew this show would go so very quickly because we can, we can spend a long time just talking about the animal part of it and we have just barely touched on the nature and all the other parts of the interspecies communication. The first thing I want to ask is, will you come back on my show that we can share more of your knowledge with the listeners about all of the interspecies communication and touch more on each and every one of them? I would love to have you back on my show, Don. Oh, Joyce, I would love. Thank you. It would be my honor. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, you are so welcome. Oh, I am so excited. This this will just be awesome. And before we close, Don, would you please share with our listeners the best ways to connect with you? Because when they hear this and they're going, I want to connect with Don Phoenix. I want to look at some of her courses and visit with her on some different things. It, what is the best way to connect with you? Sure. So you can uh, connect with me through my website, and that's www.dawnphoenix.org. And Phoenix is a funny word because it's not said the way it's spelled. It's P-H-O-E-N-I-X. So, um, and there you can explore the website, and there's a place where you can get in touch with me. You can email me if you'd like, and that's dawn at dawnphoenix.org. And then also there's a tab on my website called Schedule, and I offer 30-minute complimentary consultations. So before you work with me in any fashion with anything I do, including the interspecies communication, you get to chat with me on Zoom or the phone, whatever you like, for a half hour and just pick my brain, and we get to see if we're a good fit together. I ask questions. You ask questions, and we just hang out. So those are the two best ways. Uh-huh. Oh, oh, I love it. Oh, wow, you offer so much, especially that 30-minute introductory. That is that. That is so touching because 
you can see if, like you said, if you two are a fit, if your energies come together where you can help them and they feel comfortable working with you. Oh, I love it. Thank you so much, Don. And I am so excited, as I know the listeners are, to have you back on Robust Lifestyle Show where we can share more about interspecies communication. So I just want to thank you and I want to wish you a very magical day today. Thank you, Joyce. I wish the same for you, and thank you, everyone. Many, many blessings. Oh, oh, thank you so much, Dawn. And I want to thank all of our listeners for listening to this incredible show with our amazing new diva, Dawn Phoenix. And you heard she will be back on Robust Lifestyles to share more about interspecies communication. Please share the show with all your family and friends. Check out all the other hosts and their shows on divasatcare.com. And remember, some of the tips that Dawn gave us was to stay centered, stay, become quiet your mind, become grounded so you can become centered and clear and hear what nature, the animals, are saying to you. It is a beautiful reunion when you can do this. And oh, what a beautiful time it is. So I just want to wish all of you a very magical day. Remember, be kind to all. Give your animals a great big extra hug and share your love with them as they so deserve it. And until we connect again on Robust Lifestyles, stay strong and healthy. Thanks for listening. This show was brought to you by Divas That Care. Connect with us on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course on divasthatcare.com where you can subscribe to our newsletter so you don't miss a thing.